Hey, it's Millie here. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Just in case you don't know, this is part two of episode 12. So if you haven't already, be sure to check out part one because this is a continuation of that conversation. Without further ado, let's get back into it. I, I, oh, I really, <laughs> I agree so much with what you just said because mm-hmm. I really do feel like smiles, just a little wave, a nod even can go mm-hmm. such a long way for people. Um, to your point of being aware of others and just kind of gauging what they need, um, do you have any advice I could say for parents or caretakers, um, of those who have different abilities? Um, just you know, living it, with them. And stuff. You know what? It was so funny. Um, oh gosh, this may have been 10 years ago, maybe 10, 11 years ago at my son's school, they had exceptional children's week and they wanted me to be the speaker. Mm -hmm. And I said, me, I said, I don't have anything to say. I just know, you know, what I, what I do for my kid. They said, parents need to hear, you know, because of, of course that was elementary school, but they were saying parents need to hear basically what to do. Cause some people, some parents don't. Um, so advice that I have is to be, um, visible in your child's life, um, at school, Mm. at home, in the community. And for the school part, a lot of people or a lot of parents, excuse me, um, go to the EIP meetings, um, the IEP meetings, and, and that's your plan for your, your child. And they go to the meetings and they just say yes to whatever it is that's on that plan. So the plan Mm -hmm. says that these are the milestones, these are the goals that we're going to work on um, um, in this time frame and things like that. And they just sign, sign off and that's it. And that's what the teacher's supposed to work on. But with me, we're going through it with a fine tooth comb because if it's something, because Mm -hmm. a lot of it's, it's a lot of paperwork. And I, I'm, I hate that the teachers have to do that paperwork, but it's what's necessary to make sure that the students are reaching milestones, that they're getting their um, academic education that they're supposed to receive um, for free, you know, mm-hmm. education. And so for me, if I don't, we'll, we'll go through every one. You know, and if I don't agree or if I need clarification, I ask questions, you know, and I take notes and I come with questions. You know, I don't just sit back and let them tell me, no, I'm going to tell you what I want for my kid. You know, yes, he is yes. the um, with you the longest at school and I'm a supplement of you because I, whatever you're doing at school, I do at home, you know, but if I feel his goal um, and this is not this is just an example um to count row count one to five i'm like no he's he's um he's six he can count one to ten you know to stretch the goal or to make it challenging for them so you know and as the parent they have to agree with it you know they they will have the conversation Mm -hmm. back and forth they will say okay let's just try to eight you know whatever but i'm gonna have a conversation about all this that's on this paper and they have um what is called a um parent's rights and responsibilities, every school system, they have what your rights are as a parent, 
um, if you have a child with special needs. And on that right, those rights, I'm gonna give you a, a, a good example when I pulled those rights out. Um, mm -hmm. When Brent was in middle school, he went to, when he was in the sixth grade, he, um, this particular school was a one-to-one -one with devices. And okay. um, so as a parent, they, um, the students got Chromebooks, but the parent had to do, watch this video and say that they'll be responsible for this Chromebook that the kid, the child is supposed to have. So I did that. I, I, again, I'm new, sixth grade. This is the first time in this school. They don't know me. Um, but the school that he went, my son went to, I um, handpicked that school. I'll say that. The school he was supposed to go to, I visited that school. And when I left the school, I cried. And the reason why I cried oh. is because that classroom environment was not going to be good for my son. Like I told you, he's a social, he'll, he's a listener, you know, he, but he's, uh, he likes to dance. He likes to sing. He, you know, he's social. He likes to yeah. do his work. He likes to read. He likes whatever. But in this particular classroom, they were sitting at a desk like this. I stayed there for maybe like 20 minutes and they were at a desk. Mm. and it was quiet and they did worksheet and then when they came at teacher said here's another worksheet and then when they did that it was another worksheet. I was there like I said 20 minutes and they did oh. like three worksheets sitting at it I'm like my son will always be mm -hmm. in trouble in this class because he he wants to get up and you know stretch or you know or whatever and I'm like yeah. no and I so I cry 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 so they have um in our in that school sim system it's called a SBTN scholarship where you apply for the scholarship and mm -hmm. it's not money wise but what it is is as a parent you get to choose where you want your child to go and the only thing is you have to bring them and take them to school like the bus isn't going to come since it's not your neighborhood school okay. so the where i went and cried was our neighborhood school but i did the sb10 scholarship and got approved for it and so i chose which school so when i where he was that i visited that school and so um i love that school so and i went to visit this is the same guy where it was homogeneous and i went to visit i told him the type of parent i was i'm hands-on i you know i'm a supplement of your classroom whatever you need i got you if i need to talk to somebody or write a letter I'm, I'm that person so sixth grade comes around and again they're doing the the chromebooks and i did the the um the parent thing and so the week later i emailed the media specialist and i said well when are we when are the books rolling out so i'll know you know so i can look out for it when Brent mm. comes home with it and she said oh no we're not rolling out till next week you know whatever and i was like okay now mind you step back i emailed her from my work email which we worked at the same school system not the same school but the same school so she knows i'm an employee of this same and so she said oh not till next week and so then maybe a couple of days later she replied again and she said oh she said brent won't get a chromebook she said brent's um brent has they have ipads in the classroom that they use and i said oh man oh. I said, she doesn't even know. Honey, I pulled out those rights and responsibilities <laughs> and I replied to her. I attached the principal, sister principal, the teacher, the lead teacher of special ed, her, the lead teacher of um, the me the person that's over the media center. And no, we're not mm. doing this. I said, my son is a student in this school and every student is a one-to-one -one, so he needs to get this advice you know i just went on and my my rights and responsibilities yes. say this and I, as a parent i filled out the form he's not gonna break it he's not 
uh, which I get for her defense. I guess maybe she thought that maybe he was um, a behavior person or what. I don't know. But again, Mm. I'm an advocate for my son. So I'm like, no, if he goes to this school, he's supposed to get a Chromebook. He's getting the Chromebook. And so the teacher told me and I um, text the teacher and I um, told him, I said, oh, your media specialist has messed up with me. And I told him what happened. He said, I saw your email. I saw your email. I was like, okay. (laughs) So then he told me when I picked him up from school, she came down there and she said, what's the deal with Brent's mom? And he said, he told all he told her was, it'll be in your best interest to give Brent that Chromebook. And I said, you told her right. Because you weren't going to, you're not going to tell my son, no. He's a, a, a person enrolled in this school. He's going to get all yes. the the bells and whistles of what everybody gets, you know. So sure enough, maybe an hour later, they go, uh, Miss Merrill, um, do you want to pick up the Chromebook or do you want it in his book bag? I said, put it in his book bag, not a problem. And, I'm, and my thing is, I'm easygoing. I didn't curse. I, I'd use my professionalism, you know, because I know that I'm right in this situation. You're not going to downplay mm. him just because he's in a confined, multi-grade classroom that you don't even know him, you yeah. know? So, mm-mm. so saying that to say, <laughs> the advice is <laughs> stay active in your child's life from still after mm-hmm. they graduate, you know, don't let anyone tell you something that you're not comfortable with. Or if you have questions about anything, ask because that's their responsibility they have to answer your questions and make sure you understand but if you don't ask because you're scared or you don't want to feel like you don't know then you're doing the child the disservice so i would say um like i said Mm -hmm. stay active in the school ask questions stay active in the classroom as well because you know my um, son's school they did a lot of field trips they did a lot of cooking because they had home ec you know i donated i came in to help i visited and watched you know them and a lot of things is sometimes things are you sometimes you get a teacher that is not doing anything in that classroom and you don't know as a parent if you don't go visit so all they're doing is babysitting Unfortunately, mm. there are educators like that. And that happened to Brent in the ninth grade. There was a teacher there that every time we came home, there was nothing in the book bag, like no homework. No, I'm like, what? what's going on in the classroom? And it was COVID. Yeah. So we could not go in to visit per se. So I'm like, what's going on? You know, nothing is in the book bag. I'm I'm checking that same folder I put in there is empty with his name on it, whatever. I'm like, man, well, you know, what's going on? I asked the teacher, you know, what's going on? Well, oh, we do this, we do this. And I told her, I said, my thing is, I'm, I am your support. Whatever you work on at home, handwriting, um, they do life skills like uh, loading the dishwasher, sweeping, you know, different things like that, because this is high school mm. now. And I said, I need that conversation. They said, well, we don't do, uh, what did she say? We don't do uh, sticker sheets. So I said, I'm not asking you to do nothing extra. I said, Brent has the, <laughs> the um, he's blessed to have his parents take him and pick him up from school. His dad will take him, I'll pick him up. And we see you. You can have a conversation. Hey, good day today. We worked on handwriting. Hey, we good day. We did or oh, wasn't it something? You know, because I didn't know what was yeah. going on. The next day, poor thing, the lady had worksheets that she put in the book bag and it was crumpled up on purpose. 
And she said Ooh. Brent did it, which I know was not. And I said, what is, what is all this work? And I'm looking at it. And I guess she was trying to be funny to say, this is, you won't work. Here goes some work. You know, it's like 20 sheets. That and is it was so rude. But the, but the point to that is, like I said, some teachers do not have that compassion to teach special needs. So as a parent, if I wasn't that person, I'll just take them and bring them home, take them and bring them home. If I didn't have that conversation, I would not have known. And he was not in that classroom after January because, I, no, you're not going to continue mm. to be, excuse me, excuse me, in a space where you're babysitting my kid, where you, I don't know what's going, excuse me, I don't know what's going on in the class. Excuse me, got a little tickle in my throat. So I <laughs> had a conversation with the lead teacher, uh, special ed, and I'm like, he has to get out of there because I'm the wrong parent for this teacher because we will have meetings every day, every week, you know, and excuse me, when we had our last meeting, I told him, I said, she needs a mentor. I said, she was new to the profession, but there's no excuse. She needs, and this is high school. Yeah. I said, she needs mm -hmm. to have someone teach her how to be a teacher in that classroom, you know, and, you know, she'll say yeah. stuff like Brent didn't um, come to the board when I called him because Brent sensed that you don't, you don't want to be there, that you don't, you know, so he's not going <clears> to, <throat> listen or you know he's gonna withdraw if he feels like somebody yeah. doesn't like him per se you know and I felt like it was probably gonna end up being a mistreatment the way I kept going to the office on her or calling the um the office on her and so I said he needs to get out of mm -hmm. this class and where he is now is where he was when they took him out and I love it I love it I have a great conversation his teacher um is from India and she goes to India over the summer. She calls him over the summer. She sends him. I mean, she genuinely loves him. And I can tell that she loves my son and that he's having a great time in her class. He's learning. He's flourishing. And that's what I wanted for him. I didn't want him to be in a classroom where the teacher, um, the lead person is giving off negative energy, not teaching, not doing anything because you're doing him a disservice. Mm -hmm. I don't want him to be behind. He's already considered behind because of of his delay with speech. So I don't need any additional academic behind about him being behind. So just stay as a parent, yeah. stay on top of everything, um, question anything, and just support your your child and make sure that whatever plan um, that the school has for him that you totally agree with it. Okay. Well, you. Your mind, like your activeness of the community and everything, <laughs> I just find that so amazing. I, I wish I could Thank ask you. you like tons of more questions. <laughs> I definitely want to respect it. <laughs> I definitely want to respect your time. So I, I'm I think I'm really gonna ask you like one one and a half questions. Okay. Um do you have any kind of recommendations for books or even movies? that people can use to educate themselves and just put forth, like start that first step into learning more and just doing more? Um, I don't have any titles per se. Um, if someone um, Googles SEL, there's a curriculum 
you know, with SEL, social emotional learning. And um, mm -hmm. they're and basically they're children's books or books that you read to learn about different emotions or how to express, you know, your emotions. And you can teach that to a child or even an adult. You know, I, I believe adults can enjoy picture books as well. Um, but there's, um, yeah. I, so I don't have any, unfortunately, I'm sorry, no books to promote per se. Um, <laughs> as a parent, um, my thing was trial and error. You know, he was my firstborn, so I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, what yeah. to do. Um, I knew, of course, what to expect when you're expecting. You know, that that was the main, mm -hmm. the first book. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when Brent was, Brent didn't get diagnosed with Down syndrome until birth. They knew that something mm -hmm. um, was going on because of my levels or whatever, and they wanted to do the amniocentesis, and I said no. Um, I said no because in my eyes, it doesn't matter whether whatever something was right or wrong, he was still my baby and I was going to love him. So amniocentesis yeah. is very um, serious, meaning if, you know, the baby moves while they're, you know, putting the needle in, you can kill the baby, you know. So that was oh. something on this own that I did because they go in and they try to get fluid from um, your womb where the baby is and test the okay. fluid to see, you know, what. Uh, what is going on if anything so I'm like no I said we're not doing that mm -hmm. you know so I never read um books about um down syndrome because I don't believe sometimes certain things it comes from the heart nobody can yeah teach you because everybody is different you know I, I see kids at school all the mm -hmm. time and you know I've been in education for 23 years nobody is the same but I am mindful of how I have how I treat individual people. This person may need 10 seconds to get themselves together, or this person may need no time in their leader and all this, but they have um, autism and they could do, you know, so I, everything is individual. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of something when I was talking, um, something about uh, when you said books, let me think, oh, I um, took my son to, I take advantage of the different um, evaluations that they can get. Um, I took my son to the Marcus okay. Autism Center, which he doesn't have autism, but mm -hmm. it was a recommendation that I take him there because um, some of the qualities that he had, and this was when he was younger, mimicked, you know, some of the qualities of someone with yeah. um, um autism. I took them there. There is a center uh, for Down syndrome. It's the genetic center um, at Emory. They have a um, center there. But for the most part, um, they, ha they have a place called Gigi's Playhouse. And um, it's for small children, you know, with special needs. And, you know, I would say mm instead of um, the books, I will see what's going on in the community, like what big corporations are putting on. Mm -hmm. Like Brent went to a, um, what is it? Shine Bright Night or something. Tim Tebow's football player puts on this prom okay. or dance, you know, but I will say always take advantage of what is going on in the community, especially things that are free. You know, uh, the Special Olympics yes. is free. They have swimming, they have um, basketball, they have different sports and, you know, to keep 
yourselves active, but I'll say take advantage and not um, necessarily, like I said, just leave them in the house or not do anything. There's a company in um, Dunwoody, they have free tennis lessons in Dunwoody for people with special oh, needs. And yeah. all you have to do is um, sign up, like say that you're coming and they'll give you that one-on-one -on -one buddy mm -hmm. and you go, and that's every Saturday. And I can give you these resources later if you ever want to um, talk about it. Yes. There's a, um, like my son goes to, um, it's called DDD Foundation. That's a um, mm -hmm. dentist for people with special needs. So it's a different, they are more patient. They're, um, you know, it's a great facility um, for them, but yeah. and they do all ages, you know, it's adults and children, um, but, and actually he has an appointment next week, but yes, I love, I love them. I love the patients. He goes every six weeks. So it's like, I mean, six months, like you and I should go, you know, it's, it's regular um, yeah. um, appointments. So there, and I also say find a pediatrician that understands the development of your child. All pediatricians don't, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say cater, are knowledgeable about it. Yes, they know because they're a doctor, but sometimes they cater. Like we accept, you know, these, if you see somebody say we accept these patients, yeah. then you will know that they have the schooling, the patients, the knowledge um, to mm -hmm. handle because my son gets used to gets um used used to get anxiety when he goes to the doctor and so you have to have the doctor that's willing to be patient and you know mm -hmm. um talk to them instead of come on out and get on this table you know it's a certain way you have to handle you know people that needs that need that sensitivity um there's a um um what is it called? Website is called Parent to Parent, and they have different information on there about, um, you know, things about special needs. They have lists of doctors. They have lists of dentists. They have uh, when people have parent meetings, you know, somewhere. Um, and it's another company that I just um, became familiar with, and I can't even think of it now. But they have different uh, parent workshops about the different. Uh, waivers and um, different programs about Medicaid and um, if you want to do a trust, things like that for your kids. So I just say be aware. And if really, if the person is um, childhood age, the um, teacher or um, in a high school, they have a transition person, they should be able to, um, you, you shouldn't have to look at it for yourself. Someone at that school should be able mm. to give you resources that can assist you with um, your child and to help you um, help you to help them have that transition from elementary to middle to high school and into the real world, you know, with a job. Um, and I think that's, that's about it. Um, there are, like I said, different websites, but book wise, I have not um, necessarily read any books about it, but it was just trial and error, you know, loving on them with genuine love. So that those are my, uh, my resources. Okay. Well, no, I have to have you back on. I feel like at this point, after this initial episode comes out, if anyone has questions, like I can bring them back to you. You're, you're such a, uh, you're so full of life and resources and knowledge. And I just, oh, I thank just really you. love this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my sure, goodness. Sure. No oh problem. No problem. Any any way I can help 
you know, someone else that doesn't know or where to begin, like if they were, you know, at birth, you know, because at birth, they have a program called Babies Can't Wait. And that program will mm. help you with different therapies, you know, with the child when, when it's time to um, feed them or nurse them or, you know, so it, it, they do have it. You just have to take advantage of it, you know, and those, those, the babies can't wait. They come to your house. You don't have to go anywhere, you know, and they have different therapies like at children's health care. Um, if they need physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, speech therapy, you know, children's health care offer that mm. all your um, dentist, I mean, all your doctor needs to do is write a prescription for it and you take it there and they'll, you know, put you on the schedule for whatever uh, 30 minutes, 15 minutes or whatever the case is. So you just have to know, um, I guess, who to talk to. But like I said, you have to choose the right people. Your doctor should be telling you this. And what the pediatrician, excuse me, the pediatrician should be telling you this. And then when they get school age, the um, whoever the advocate in the school should be telling you this. So there are people out there that's Mm. supposed to, you know, be your point of contact person. Sometimes it's not. Or again, sometimes it's just, you know, like I have a friend um, that has a daughter with autism and she'll say, oh, don't forget you're supposed to do it. Oh, okay. I forgot, you know, whatever. So you got to get your support system. You got to get your village um, together and just know your resources. And even if your children are not old enough for the transition part, write it down. So when it's time, like I have a notebook that I've had for my son since he was um, a baby, mm-hmm. like anytime he went to the doctor when he had um, his tonsils out, I have it down almost like a diary because if I got to go back in and say, oh, we did this, we did this, I have it, you know, in one spot. So as a parent, get start that notebook and have, you know, the different milestones or things that were done or not done or things that you want to question from later on and you have it in that one spot so you can be organized and possibly, you know, refer back to it if you need to. Yes. Oh, yes. You definitely have to come back on. Okay. <laughs> um, to close, to close out, okay. um, is there any, uh, um, not advice, like you've given us plenty of advice, but are there any closing words that you want to leave the audience with? And then after <clears throat> you can tell them um, how to find you, uh, get in contact if you want them to and stuff like that. Okay. Um. Closing words, um, I would say be authentic in your quest to help someone. Um, And authentic, I'm saying, meaning you have to be that representation for if you're doing, um, if you have a loved one with special needs, you have to be that representation and not delay the resources or delay the um, access that um, that child may need uh, because when they're if they're diagnosed with something at birth they can start pre-k at a public school at three so if you wait until five oh, wow. kindergarten they have lost two years of work that could have been done that could have hindered something that could have Mm -hmm. changed something from the future maybe maybe not but we don't know that yeah but if you I would just say be that authentic advocate and not you know when I was told that Brent um had down syndrome I was like what am I supposed to do I don't know you know he was a baby and Mm -hmm. my thing is you're gonna love him you're gonna love him and you're gonna treat him 
like a person because that's what he is, regardless of what he will be able to do or will not be able to do. And, you know, the fear was there that I would not do him a, a service, you know, like, am I going to give him what he needs? Yes. Am I going to be that that person that I'm supposed to be? And all I did was pray about it. And I was like, okay, God, you gave me this angel. So that means you know that you feel that I can take care of him. So, so that mm -hmm. I won't let you down. I won't let him down. So I, you know, I started day one, you know, when they went and I did cry when they told me and I cried, not because I was sad that he was labeled with something or his label was, but I cried because am I, am I the right person to raise this child? You know, am I going to mm -hmm. do him right? So, and I, I mean, I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> I think so. But after that, that yes. fear and those tears, I'm like, okay, we're going to hit the ball rolling. You know, we're going to hit the ball rolling. And, you know, I had to see, he has a younger brother. So it was never a thought in my mind. Oh, I don't want to have another one just in case something's wrong with them. You know, whatever. I never had that mentality, you know, because mm -hmm. my, like I said, I treat them both the same. You know, I may like, I, I may have a little patience with um, my oldest, but, you know, be authentic from day one. You know, don't be ashamed. Don't be scared. Yeah. Get your person, get your village, you know, for this child. When my son used to go to um, the Special Olympics events, we had like 20 people coming with us. We had T-shirts. We had people coming from out of town, grandma, grandpa, so everybody, sister, brother, because that's how we look. He, he knows that we're talking about him. He, he just he just popped in. <laughs> he knows that we're talking Hi. about Brock. I mean, you can come in. You don't want to. Um, okay. But she, but I just say, be your authentic self and get, be that responsible person for your, um, for your child or your loved one. You know, sometimes it's a foster parent. Sometimes it's, you know, grandma who really doesn't know if grandma's mm -hmm. older, you know, she probably is not aware of what autism is, what down syndrome is, what a behavior mm -hmm. disorder is, because, you know, that was something that they didn't have that. Well, I'm not going to say they didn't have it, but if we weren't aware of, you know, people, yeah. people just say, oh, something wrong with such and such, but it wasn't mm -hmm. a diagnosis or, you know, something different. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so I just say, be that advocate, ask questions and um, be true to the person that you're the caregiver for. That's all. Oh, and um, so my social media, of course, that, that does not have anything to do with, you know, me being an advocate or anything, but my um, Instagram is Denise underscore Forever Beauty. So if anyone wants to ask questions, they can message me, but they have to say that they heard me on um it takes a village what's the name they, they'll have to say that because i won't answer them if they won't you know because i get creating a lot a of village. creating a village i i uh get a lot of people saying you know hey how you doing all that uh-uh so i don't i don't answer mm. those so they yes. have to say hey i i heard you on it takes a village i heard you on the podcast or something so that i'll know you know that yeah. i can open it and safely and read and any resource that i have is you know or anything knowledge that i have or a place to tell you to go or if I don't know I can um tell you a place to go to find the answer um yep that's it that's it that's, oh, thank you so <laughs> much this, yeah, welcome. this is beautiful thank yes. you I had I a great time you, uh, 
<laughs> oh, I'm glad you had a great time. But yes, I hope that you all were able to learn something. You you definitely should have been able to take away plenty of knowledge that I hope that you incorporate into your life. And it doesn't have to be all at once, you know, step by step. Just being a little more thoughtful can make a difference. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so that you can continue learning from the different people in our village. Yes. All right, everyone. Remember to continue nurturing the village wherever you go. And I hope that you have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again.